Hello and welcome to Say the Magic Word, a Captain Marvel Shazam podcast. My name is John Wilson, and this podcast is going to be taking a episode-by-episode look at the Golden Age adventures of Captain Marvel, also known as Shazam. Captain Marvel got his start in the monthly comic book series Whiz Comics, published by Fawcett Publications, and the first issue was released in December of 1939. Now on the cover, we have Captain Marvel throwing a car against a wall. We'll assume it's a car full of 'er ne'er-do-wells and that he's not just, you know, attacking some random innocents. There is no issue number on the cover. It just says February 1940. The indicia for the comic does indicate this is the second issue of Wiz Comics. However, the first issue was just an ash can and did not receive any kind of wide publication. The inside cover lists all of the features of the comic. We have Captain Marvel, Ibis the Invincible, Golden Arrow, Spy Smasher, Scoop Smith, Lance Casey, and Dan Dare, all new and all different. Now, only three of those characters end up having any staying power with Fawcett Publications. Of course, the other two being Ibis the Invincible and the Spy Smasher. Although British comics readers might recognize the name Dan Dare because he is a long-running adventure character over there, first in army and military adventures during World War II, and then space and sci-fi adventures in 2000 AD in the late 1970s. This character, of course, has absolutely zero connection to that Dan Dare. Uh, just a complete coincidence of the name, because, you know, Dan Dare is kind of a cool title. But Captain Marvel is the focus of this podcast, and this episode of uh, Whiz Comics is going to have us get the introduction to Billy Batson, who is, you know, just handing out papers outside of the subway, as you do when you're in 1939 and you're a kid who's trying to make some money because you're an orphan. Um, and this this random guy who looks very sinister, very very mysterious, completely covered in dark colors. He has a jacket with a collar popped. You can't even see his face. There's a, a tall, wide-brimmed hat over his features. Just these little two white half-circles of eyes sticking out there. And he says exactly two things to Billy here. He says, why aren't you home in bed, son? And then he says, follow me. Now, Billy Batson, you should not follow mysterious strangers into the subway tunnels. This is a bad idea. But he does anyway because Billy Batson does not know how to look out for his own safety. There is a very strange subway car with lots of weird designs on it and two big headlights that honestly look like eyes. Billy Batson gets inside and continues to ride with this mysterious stranger. Have no fear, everything has been arranged. And he's just, you know, cruising along, no problems whatsoever. They get out of the car and there's this long cave tunnel with these really freaky statues on the side, the seven deadly enemies of man. Now, they're not the seven deadly sins, they're enemies of man. We have pride, we have envy, greed, hatred, selfishness, laziness, and injustice. Now, some of these um, enemies of man are things that happen on the inside of you, and some of these things are things you face on the outside, like injustice. Uh, You might have to deal with other people's hatred. You should also not hate yourself. Um, But at the end of this long tunnel is an old man. Now, this old man, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how he lives his life. It's just a a, a chair and a a bowl of fire on a stand. There's a giant book, like those, those really big coffee table books that you get for your coffee table, but like three times that size. Like those comic book omnibuses that are so thick you could like club a vagrant with one and, and totally kill them. Yeah, he's got these books. I don't know. He's so old, though. How's he going to lift this this giant book? And he has a world beside him. Since he's 
he's a wizard, as we're going to find out in a short moment, I, I kind of wonder if this globe is actually some sort of access to the actual world of Earth. If he can, like, you know, do stuff to the to the globe and it's going to happen to, to the world. I don't know. But poised over this old man's head is this block of granite that is being, um, is, is, is just hanging there in the air from one slender thread. So this is all what enters Billy's eyes as he approaches the wizard Shazam. And the wizard says, welcome, Billy Batson. How did you know my name? I know everything. I am Shazam. And a huge black cloud appears in the tunnel. Now, this is not your normal everyday activity whenever you are out there trying to hand out papers and make some money as an orphan to get faced off with this wizard who makes black clouds happen out of nowhere. And at the exact same time, words appear on the wall. Solomon, wisdom, Hercules, strength, Atlas, stamina, Zeus, power, Achilles, courage, and Mercury, speed. And Shazam talks about how for 3,000 years he'd been using all of these abilities to battle the forces of evil, which every day threatened to extinguish man from the face of the earth. And Billy Bass is like, wow, 3,000 years? I'm some non-discriminate young age. I don't even know how 3,000 years would even begin to look. And Shazam is like, yes, and I've seen everything. I've known everything, including spying on your life. And he calls forth a historama, which basically is like a PowerPoint presentation on the cave wall beside him. Throughout this historama, I've watched you from the moment you were born, Billy. So he's totally been spying and creeping on Billy and watching how his uh, parents died and all of the money that his father left to him got taken and stolen by his uncle. And so his uncle is like this creeper who kept Billy Batson from having any of the things that he was entitled to in his life. So Billy you know, lived a crap life. And Shazam has just watched it happen. He saw it happen on the TV. He's like, okay, we're just going to let this happen. That's when Billy notices the granite block poised over the wizard's head, hanging by one slender frayed thread. And if that thread finishes breaking, the granite's going to crush the old man to powder and it's almost worn through. So Shazam is all, you know, you're going to be my successor. Just say my name. You can become the strongest, most mightiest man in the world. Captain Marvel, speak my name. And so Billy's like, Shazam and Kablam. There's thunder in the cave again. And Billy is transformed into the adult Captain Marvel. He has a red outfit. He has a yellow thunderbolt. He has a cape slung over one shoulder, which as a Superman fan, I always thought was kind of a weird look to have the cape over one shoulder. But, you know, it works for him. It works for Shazam. It works for Captain Marvel. So the wizard tells him that to become Billy Batson again, he just says his name again. And then in a blinding flash of the lightning bolt, Captain Marvel sees the granite block falling on Shazam. So all of this happened just in the nick, right? Because uh, now the wizard has been crushed to powder by the granite block. So next morning, Billy Batson's just living his life. Everything seems like a dream from the day before. These shady looking characters buy a newspaper from him about maniac scientists threatening U.S. radio system and demanding $50 million. The Shady Mooking characters talk about a boss, and so Billy follows them to the swanky Sky Tower apartments, and he wants to know what to do to stop these guys. So he decides to go to the radio. The radio is always broadcasting the news about bad guys getting caught, and so he goes and busts his way into the office to talk to Mr. Morris tells him all about the guys that he followed to the towers and thinks that maybe they work for the phantom scientist. But Mr. Morris is like, this is a serious matter, boy. I'm in no mood for joking about it. You better go before I lose my temper. And so Billy does not go. He's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to try to find them. And if I do, can I have a job as a radio announcer? 
I'm a random youth on the streets of unspecified age, but I would love to have a job as a radio announcer. And to be honest, it probably beats selling papers. And Mr. Morris, just to get him out of the office, is like, fine, I'll give you anything you want if you find them, but just get out of here. I have no time to listen to more nonsense. So that night, Billy goes to those apartments and says, this is a job for Captain Marvel. But he says this after he has already climbed up to the top of the tower. How did he get all the way to the top of the tower without being Captain Marvel on the outside of the tower? I don't know. If he were on the inside, he'd be climbing stairs and whatever. But no. So he says the magic word. There is thunder. Miraculously, Billy becomes Captain Marvel. And with a mighty leap, he easily spans the awning chasm between the buildings. And inside, he finds those two gangsters on a Skype call with Master Savannah. Savannah is this little shriveled, bald scientist with googly goggly glasses. And Savannah says, The fools wouldn't pay what I demanded, so at midnight we will drive every radio station from the air forever! And it's only a few seconds until midnight, until Savannah's fiendish radio silencer will drive every broadcasting station from the airlanes, unless Captain Marvel can stop him. So he crashes through the window to race toward the diabolical machine. He picks up one guy and throws him into the radio, smashes it to smithereens. The other guy runs out to try to get to the private elevator. He slams the door behind him, but Captain Marvel flexes his powerful muscles and pulls the door open, grips the elevator cable in his steel-like hands, and hauls the car back to the penthouse, pulls the guy out, clubs him, and ties him up. Meanwhile, Savannah has been on the Skype call the entire time. So Captain Marvel says, well, Savannah, that's the end of your radio silencer. But Savannah's like, not the end of me. We'll meet again, Captain Marvel. He knows he's Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel started out by saying, I am Captain Marvel. He didn't just, you know, know automatically with his scientist brain. And Captain Marvel says, yes, Savannah, we will meet again. And when we do, you will be behind prison walls or dead. And he throws something at the 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 uh, broadcast screen and blows up the Skype call. Well, I guess that ought to hold our friend Savannah for a while. And now, Shazam! He says the magic word, and he's back to Billy Batson. And Billy Batson goes and tells Mr. Morris everything about everything that happened, except about Captain Marvel. It doesn't seem possible that you did this all by yourself. But yep, Billy, he somehow, somehow managed to capture the bad guys all by himself. And so he says, Mr. Morris, you promised that... I could get that job as a radio reporter. So how about it? Do I get it? Okay, the job is yours. From now on, you're Billy Batson, radio reporter. And Billy also points out that he has to promise not to tell anybody that Billy smashed the radio silencer. I still got to capture Savannah. It'll be easier if nobody knows who I am. So now I'll get out of here and you can call the police. Which is kind of clever on Billy's part because Savannah saw Captain Marvel smash everything. If Mr. Morris starts talking about Billy Batson smashing everything, that's going to draw connections that Billy might not want drawn. But Billy is so excited. He can be a radio reporter now. Here's where we go to town. Me and... But then he cuts himself off. And Mr. Morris says, you and who else, son? Uh, nobody, sir. Just, just me and the microphone. That's all, sir. Just me and Mike. So yes, Mike is, of course, Captain Marvel. Billy almost let the cat out of the bag. Don't fail to be on hand next month. We and Captain Marvel go to town. So that is the introduction of Captain Marvel. Billy goes on a crazy adventure. Why did he go with the random stranger into the subway? I don't know. But if he hadn't done it, Savannah would have shut down all the radio stations of the entire country. And then we wouldn't have our radio. We wouldn't have our news. We wouldn't have our our, 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 our shows that we listen to. We wouldn't have... Um, Music, all these crazy and terrible things would have happened if he had 
not stopped him. So that is the end of our first episode of Say the Magic Word. You can find more episodes on johnreadscomics.com, or if I set up a feed for this show on its own, you can find it at Say the Magic Word on your favorite podcatcher. So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.